Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 6.3 HP Podcast Review Edition. I'm one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me are two of my bestest best friends. I'm going to start with the man touching his nipple, Chamax. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was so surprised. You're so sure going to wear RJ. I'm Chubax. Uh, welcome to our show. Um, it's going to be a good show. A lot of, got a new series and new movie. Uh, you can call me Zaddy. Sexy Daddy. <laughs> uh, another one of our co-hosts and one of uh, our oh, yeah. bestest best friend, uh, the guy with the purple shirt, RJ. Hey, everyone. Good to be here and, of course, to be together with my bestest friends. So watch out for our reviews. If you if this is your first time on the show, this is our review show where we review uh, all the awesome shows streaming TV on streaming TV, theaters, uh, video games, books, any cool content that we want to sink our teeth into, provide our opinion so that you know when to watch it, how to watch it, or if you should watch it at all. Uh, usually we'll have one or two week on week series and we'll have a main topic, uh, usually a movie. Uh, that will be easily accessible for you guys to watch along with us. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we start. Uh, the Plus X3 HP stable of podcasts can be watched on YouTube. Just search Plus X3 HP on that YouTube search bar. If you want to launch us directly from your browser, just type in bit.ly slash Plus X3 HP. We are both on Twitter and on Instagram. Add us up, interact with us. Our handle is at plus63hp. And if you don't want to see our pretty faces or RJ's pretty face, you can just listen to all of our shows. It is in every single podcasting app that you can think of. Just search plus63hp. Next week. So next week, if you want to join us in the discussion, we will be continuing with the reviews of the Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. That will be episode four and Peacemaker on HBO Max, also episode four. So, so. Uh, our movie for next week is Ghostbusters Afterlife, delightful show with my buddy Paul Rudd. But this week, uh, we'll be uh, discussing first, like uh, aforementioned, the latest episode of The Book of Boba Fett, episode three, entitled Streets of Tatooine. Uh, we have a new show, uh, three episodes of The Peacemaker just dropped. Uh, on HBO Max. So we'll be discussing our initial reactions to that series uh, where we see John Cena <laughs> naked a lot. And our main topic is a movie that came out in the theaters uh, 42 days ago, um, but now it's available on, on demand, on uh, streaming in Disney Plus, uh, the Marvel's Eternals, directed by Chloe Zhao. Housekeeping done. We are ready to jump into discussion. Um, I'll start with Boba Fett, a little bit of a, a plot summary, and then we'll discuss uh, what we thought about the episode. So episode three, as uh, I, like I mentioned, is entitled The Streets uh, of Moss Espa. I said uh, Tatooine, but it's The Streets of Moss Espa. Uh, episode starts with uh, Boba Fett being a complaint to or being asked an audience from a watermonger uh, complaining that a, a bunch of uh, kids like bikers uh, stole water from him. Uh, then we flash back to him 
negotiating when he was still, uh, you know, negotiating in behalf of the Tuscan with regards to protection money, and then realizing it wasn't as, or it's, I think it was a, it's a flashback to show that uh, sometimes you can get all of these protection money, these uh, kickbacks uh, and, and whatnot, but uh, it becomes difficult when multiple people claim uh, claim uh, power over a certain land. So that was his original problem with his flashback when he was negotiating on behalf of the Tuscans. When he came back, uh, he realized that the tribe that he was in was slaughtered um, by the Pike Syndicate. So then back to the uh, present time, uh, the no, cool... No, I, don't, I don't think it was the Pike Syndicate. It was the biker gang. Oh, it's the biker gang. Yeah, well... And I don't think it's yeah, all because the bodies there was just like four, so maybe mm-hmm. the, the <clears throat> just there, just their own. Because I think it was retaliation because uh, he took their speeders for the train heist, right? So maybe That's they right. captured uh, right. the others because we didn't see the main yeah. ones. Eh? So, mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. There was there were a lot of dead bodies. Uh, there was a little scene there that I wanted to discuss a little bit later about the small stick. That he was uh, um, throwing into the fire. I didn't understand it until I, I kind of rewatched a, a couple of episodes. It was the kids' stick. So the kids' yes, dead. the kids' dead. Well, that's presumably so. Um, but going back to present, they day, also had a they also had a shot with the kid. So apparently, there's a flashback exactly. when he was walking down. There was a flashback of the kid. So he's kind of remembering. I guess the, he has the memories of of each of the Tuscan that he was uh, close to. So mm. since they did that uh, scene remembering the kid, I think that kind of indicated that oh, this kid's gone. Exactly. Uh, and then we uh, uh, go back to present day when the cool black Wookiee bounty hunter, Chrysanthem. Black Chrysanthem, um, uh, <laughs> attempted to assassinate him while he was in the back of the tank. Uh, luckily, at this point, Bobo was already able to draft the 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 kids that the was guy. stealing from the um so watermonger as a bit of protection so they were able to subdue black crescent and of course with the help of the gomorians and with the help of fennec shan they were able to trap uh uh the wiki into the rancor pit uh since then, the huts, uh, after that, the huts came to apologize about sending Black Resentin, um as a gift uh, for recompense. They gave him a, a, a baby rancor with its trainer Woo-hoo! as gift. Delightful. Did not see that coming. Also, even more delightful, the fucking trainer. Danny Trejo <laughs> yeah. is the trainer. Holy fuck. That is the shit. Because <laughs> um, um, he usually then, works uh, with Robert Rodriguez. Oh, it's, it's, I think it's perfect. It, he looks like a Rancor trainer. <laughs> he um, does look like a Rancor trainer. Uh, I, I didn't realize that he did, he did but he, he did look like it. Um, and, uh, then, and then towards the end of the episode, that's when a lot of conversation between the twins, the Huts, and Boba happened where the twins were kind of alluding to uh, a, a bigger war coming to Tatooine to claim the land. So the Huts are leaving because the Pike Gang is coming. And uh, the Huts were advising Boba to do the same, but Boba is uh, uh, wanted to um, wanted to stay. That's his land, uh, uh, claiming of the land. Um, instead, he uh, 
got an audience. Uh, he began uh, towards the end of the episode. They wanted to get an audience with the mayor. Uh, mayor was not there. Mayor is assumed to be working with the Pike gang directly. Mayor's assistant tried to escape the their questioning of Boba, but Bo- Boba and his uh, kids, his biker gang kids, uh, was able to capture and subdue uh, the mayor's assistant, confirming that the Pike gang is coming back and um, will be taking a little bit more power over um, Mos Espa. And that is The Streets of Mos Espa, episode three of... Uh, the episode four. Uh, three. The yeah, Book yeah. of... The Book of Boba Fett. Book, the Book of Boba Fett. Right. With that, I'm going to pass it to Jay. What do you think about the episode? Uh, favorite storylines and things that you want to discuss? Sure. Um, I think that this episode is slowly slowly connecting um, his past and the Tusken Raiders more with the current present situation. So you start to appreciate both sides of Boba Fett. Um, secondly, the assassin I felt was either he was really good and stealthy for a big, I don't know, mm-hmm. nine, 10 foot Wookiee <laughs> to, to get inside his, his fortress without anyone being um alerted man he was strong enough to be able to whoop boba's ass well given the fact that he was caught off guard of course um his adopted biker gang also got whooped in a way um the two uh gamorians also had it handed to them he even you know he's so underhanded he even bites his enemy so that's pretty Mm. awesome like do whatever it takes right but one thing that I had an that I was actually wondering. So, what's the name of um, the assassin that's like Fennec. his right hand, the female? Fennec. 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 Shand. So, so she triggered the trap door to open, and then what's the name of the Wookiee assassin? Chrysanthemum. Black Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Black Chrysanthemum. Right. He was hanging by by his hand. I mean, if you had someone who came in and tried to assassinate you, you probably, I don't know, at least shoot him or kill him right away but i felt like one of the biker guys were about to but then fennec actually threw a knife instead so that he'd fall inside i guess to ask more questions before it was also also a bargaining chip Mm -hmm. yeah but also like even at the end i would assume that um boba he did mention that you know no hard feelings because it was, it was a business. bounty hire. Yeah, so. that's true. Nothing personal. That's true. That's true. Fair enough. But favorite storyline, favorite storyline there was really gifted that that um calf of a rancor. Baby rancor. I like I, it. I know. I, I I like how it's it's at its eyes were covered because it attaches itself, it imprints itself it imprints, to yeah. the first. To the first being that it sees when it opens its eyes. So in this case, that was um, Boba Fett. So he was inspired, I suppose, by Danny Trejo's um, story about a witch riding on a rank. I want to ride this rancor. <laughs> yeah, fuck I the I why, ride it too. why would you want a litter of uh, people pulling you up? Yeah, fucking exactly. Rancor. That's fear. Ride a fucking rancor. <laughs> Fear and respect, man. That, that's that's Boba. And, and 
with their, you know, with that one, I saw how gentle he was as well. And and when he had to leave, the rancor acted like a little puppy, like, <laughs> don't worry, he'll be back soon. You know, he had to be reassured that um, Bobo was going to come back. So I, I like that part um, that it showed rancors, not just as um, evil fighting machines, but, but as real yeah. beings that have feelings too. I love that so, line from... Uh, the trainer where he said I worry Bobo ask I thought they just fought you know that's what they're known for because that's what mm. they, that's what they're known for they good they're they known for good, their power yeah. so that's what they only that's what most people know them for but they're other stuff correct so they're actually good. gentle beings they only become violent when they're threatened so you know it makes you realize that just because it looks like a monster it doesn't have to be one and it still looked small compared to episode 6 right yeah <laughs> Right? Yeah, that's that right. Bigger. It was still small. It's gr- hopefully it'll exactly. grow. Up. And that's uh, when Boba should write it. Shavax, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> oh, what do you think about the episode favorite Star Alliance before we go to our ratings of episode? Uh, oh, three. I, I I really enjoyed this episode, but it's just like um, how do I say this? There's a lot of nitpicky stuff that's popping up for me. And mm-hmm. it's more, more, it's more on like some of the steps that Boba Boba took or is taking that he wasn't that smart or something like he didn't think it through. Like he keeps saying protection for the Tuscan Raiders. They they can't seem to protect themselves. Like ah, he he makes them look like they know everything in this desert. They'll protect you. The the like the the train and stuff. You don't need. But then they just get taken out by a biker, a couple of biker, uh, a biker guy. Like, you know, there's, well, there's either there's no thought or he just thinks too much of the Tuscan Raiders or something. And then also him uh, sliding into the seat of power as the daimyo. Is it just literally him, the droid, Fennec, and the two Gamorians at the start? It's like... Looks like he, it. And he thinks he has control of everything already? You know, it's like some missteps here and there of uh I don't know if they were just in a hurry. But those are those yeah. are minute picks. Like it, um they started with some shaky legs just you know to get things done, but everything else. I love how his group's coming together. I love the biker kids. I lo- like mm. that was so cool. I love the the Tugaborians getting some action. I just need more names though, you know. Mm-hmm. Name those guys, name the group. Name the Gamoria. <laughs> I oh wait, isn't there names in the subtitles? <laughs> yeah, I, the, the Gamorians not yet. I think there was one or two for the. Oh, the, the Gamorians are just Gamorians for now. Gamorians, yeah. So you know, I want them names. But you're right, no? How can you take over Mos Espa with just five, six people? I mean, and five it, plus biker like gang an, of what? He's surprised, you know. Ten. Like, why? Why are you surprised? You don't even know anything about this. How how things run, and then you're surprised that you know Summer's not scared. Of course, they're not gonna be there. You're new; they don't know anything. Mm. And then, um, and, but go, go. but the but, end of the episode, they they did say something about you know a war is coming. Don't worry, we'll be ready. Hopefully, with more than just ten people. And, no, I mean, but yeah, that's... That's, it's starting because <laughs> those his his biker gang is cool. I like that they're all different. The, I know. I the, like the the chase went a little too long in my taste. And for some yeah. reason, it 
it didn't have the speed. They, they seemed to move really slow. I didn't get the... Yeah, I think the, uh, the speeder with the levitating thing is, I think, limiting their... Yeah, Because you know, so, they're trying to do it half green screen, half practical, so it's shot weirdly. I know, so it, it wasn't... It didn't give convey the speed as as much as I was. It's like they're running on skateboards or something. You know, it, it was slow. But it I, does I, seem like it. I did, but I still like them. Uh, I think the girl was cute, and I I, I like the the small quip with the mm. bobas. Keep an eye on them, and then. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. And then uh, I I love yeah Danny Trejo the the rancor. I didn't see that coming. Also, and that was awesome. And then uh. Mm. Uh, I hope Black K comes back or Chrysanthemum. I think you know. Yeah, I didn't expect pala the new guy. I, I didn't expect boss, the I mean. Fets. I didn't expect Check the um, twins to actually apologize because I know they're very proud beings. Yeah, they, well, Boba, so... Fo- Boba Fett also saw saw something there because he's right. The Fets wouldn't just do that. He well. It's a play. Yeah. It's a play because they want us to fight, it right? Because it makes them exactly. stronger. Yeah. So maybe he, maybe they're goading him like, oh, you should run too. Hmm. But he knows and that. giving him the rancor as uh, a weapon too so they can kill each yeah. other. And then whoever's yeah, left, the yeah, huts so will... Uh... That was smart. So yeah, that was mm-hmm. cool. And uh, yeah, excited. Um, Some foundation, shaky foundation, but it's it's still building nicely. So yeah. I like Yes. It. I still don't like that he keeps going to the Bakta tank without any... Bakta, Bakta tank. We needed some more explanation about yeah, yeah. the Bakta tank. Because, but it seems like it, you know, it, it's healing because he put the, the Gamorian there. Like, it's for healing. But what is he still continuously healing, right? And, so maybe just maybe just the scars, maybe. And I mean, he, he wants w- to go back. He still kicked ass as in, a, in, mm-hmm. in his fucking boxers. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he stayed... That's true. He, he was able to hold his own a little bit. Uh, I just don't know why the security sucked. Why, why? <laughs> That's true. I, well, just maybe, again, maybe because there's only five of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. Well, you also again a few things. There is like right, Black Santan is one of the best assassins. So I will give you a pass that you were able yeah, to get true. to him by yourself. And dude, he just looks so good. That's so I, I, yeah. I I cannot stress it enough. Like last week. And the cool. eyes, the big eyes, right? Yes. It's cool. It's really cool. It looks uh, it's real. Very it's like a real person. So if if I saw that in re- in in person, man, I'm like, are we invading? Being invaded? Yeah. And but is uh, it not a no? Is it not CGI lang? No, I, I think, think it's. So. Uh, I think it's a practical. See, Chewbacca has always been practical. Yeah. Or the Wikis have always been practical. So that's true. But this guy, um, he's I know you know muscular. Because Chewbacca's mm. always been very tall uh, and slim, lanky. Yeah, and lanky. There was a term, yeah. So he didn't really mm. look imposing. This guy's like, he was just big. Like, yeah, this guy's. This guy lifts. The brows, he, he lifts. The, the 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 gray streaks. It's it's. I mean, I love. I just the character design is, you know, perfectly mm. tactfully done. But yeah, to to close out, I I'm I'm a little bit more aligned with with Chewbacca's. I. The, it's enjoyable. I've been loving every episode of, of Book of Boba Fett. I think this is mm-hmm. this is not as good as the last episode. The last episode was a killer episode. It was long. There was a training montage. There was everything. So this one, of course, will naturally be a slight step down. Small nitpicks, like what Chewbacca's mentioned. 
the again the, the fight choreography is not the best. Like I think it's it's seeing I, I think it's because we're just so used to super great fight choreography everywhere that we watch that if you're not top mm-hmm. tier, you can kind of see it. And also the 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 chase scene. There were bits that looked cool, but there were bits that were like, oh, you are really like being carried around, being driven by something instead of like uh, me feeling like it's an actual speeder. But that's probably be um the like the episode budget. It's a TV show. You don't have you don't have movie budget here, so you have that. That's true. Um, my biggest nitpick though is, and the start of the episode, Boba is now finally being briefed by the droid about the families, about who holds them, about what they do. It's like, bro, isn't that the first thing you do? (laughs) (laughs) It it took you a couple of meetings with multiple people before you're able to ask like, okay, so what's up now? Because I've been gone for five years or something like that, right? So that's the only thing. But overall, I still... um, the good thing is like yeah, it's it's not perfect, but it is above way above average enough to enjoy that. All right, the little bits and pieces are being built. I still love the dual timeline. I still have I love the idea that you know it kind of like there are symbolisms about the episode itself. Like um, you know his his tribe being slaughtered while he was away kind of shows how difficult it is to be in a place with multiple with multiple daimyos uh, or multiple mm-hmm. claims, um, but also the idea of like, all right, um, you're recruiting a team, you're building a team, uh, you you hire people, you know, dum-dum, it took him a while, but he finally hired uh, the people that were supposed to be in um, in uh, stealing stuff from the water monger. But also the, the most important part is he's seeing uh, the way that he wants to control a territory is slightly fair so when he took on the watermonger's uh request to punish or uh, subdue the 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 kids that stole water like he they talked about the the con- context why they stole you know why a week's worth of water is costing um you know costing a a, a month. month's, so, month's yeah. wage He's seeing that you know corruption or criminals aren't necessarily the ones that are just doing crime, but even just like supposedly legal business men and women like this. So I like it. I enjoyed it. Let's uh, let's uh, end with our own rankings. Let's start with you, Jay. How will you rank episode three of Book of Boba Fett? This one for me was meaningful. I did like the rancor part, but I'll put this around. It's not as entertaining as the previous episode, so I'll put this at 8.5. What oh, happened? <laughs> I knew it. I Which knew one? Gonna happen. You're gonna, oh shit. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, Easter god. eggs <laughs> happened again. My god, I was gonna go check the scores from before. I Easter eggs. Um, I, I, I can just dictate it to you for, for um, oh my you god. know, I'll, I'll move it. it. No, 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 no. Let me write it down. So I, I, I moved it. I moved it. I moved it. I moved it much higher, like slide 32. I like I scroll it. up. Now. 20, 
So okay, I scored okay. last time 9 to 9.5. Okay. Uh, Chewie scored 8.5 to 9. And Jong gave it a solid 8.5 for episode 2. So my episode 3 right now is 8.5. How about you, Chewie? 8.5. I'll go 7.5 for me. Just because of the nitpicks. Mm-hmm. But um, Generally, it's going down. Huh? But still good. Yeah, no, yeah, I still enjoy it. Uh, my thing is... What's coming out from this the three episodes is he's not that smart, you know, Boba. Mm. Yes, he's, yeah, he's, he he's badass, he's honorable, <laughs> but it's not that smart. And I would like it if they leaned into it, like if it was intentional. But if it's not intentional, mm. then that's that's where gonna it's gonna be a nitpick. But I wouldn't mind if they say if it comes up in the show that you need to be smarter or somebody comes in to help him helps him with the decision or the strategy. If they address yeah. it, I would like that more. But yeah, so so far that's the thing that's popping up, which is okay. I mean, not everybody's supposed to be smart, you know, or really smart. Perfect. You yeah, know? you're not supposed to be but great in everything. If you're a leader, then he needs to find somebody that will address that weakness in him. So we'll see. I will be ranking it. It's a solid eight. It's a very, very eight. strong eight for me. And the only, again, like what Chabas has mentioned, the only thing that kind of like bumps it down is actually for me, like sometimes like the decisions around the characters, you know, you know, strategy, intelligence, it's a setup for him to have a, like a cooler payback towards the end. I'm more like my nitpicks is more of like choreography, both the fight choreography, the chase scene, Right, mm. so those are the things that like really took me out. But again, it's still extremely, it's still an extremely strong um, um, episode. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting concerned about the pacing though, because we have three more episodes left. Oh, just and then six. I, mm. I think it's just six episodes, and I think it's and and it's a lot of story to cover. You know, the Pike Syndicate, the mayor. You know, maybe it ends as like, you know, you don't because I would want to see him actually in, reap the benefits of of being the being daimyo. a daimyo. Hmm. daimyo. Uh, so that's the, hopefully we seven. will have enough. It's going to be of seven. That. Also, four more episodes. So, OK, maybe maybe we do have enough, but I'm hoping that uh, we get it all in um, in those particular um yeah, uh, the last four episodes. So I'm I'm betting that, it, it'll end with like the the first skirmish of the war with the with the pike. You know, like oh the, oh, like the first possibly. So yeah. so he, oh, for the next episode, ah. he's still building, building his group, mm-hmm. and then because he, he he can go to war with like ten <laughs> uh, guys, two guys, ten. Yeah, like ten, literally ten, like the five biker guys. Oh, four. There's only four, right? I know from when they came to the mayor, there I was think four bikes. Four. I think four. So Boba, Fender. We have to review four. Yeah. Uh, two Gamorians, the Rancor, and Danny Trejo. I don't think the droid... <laughs> Hopefully, Chrysanthemum will join in. I know. I hope Chrysanthemum joins in. He's looking Hopefully. for a home. He needs more action and he needs more screen time, man. He needs a home. I, w- I, w- I wish that he'd take Chrysanthemum and just check joins Boba. Yeah, Boba. that's what Permanently. Permanently. Yeah, permanently. All hilarious. right. Um, that's it for episode three of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, up next, 
new show from HBO Max, John Cena. I haven't seen who's acting there, but it seems like it's a good show. Uh, so Peacemakers episode one to three. This is just going to be our, <laughs> our first reactions of the episodes. Uh, you know, we want to give you guys a chance to watch the show for yourself. It's super delightful. So Trebox, like run us through what, what's uh, Peacemaker, first three episodes of it. So uh, after Suicide Squad, the movie, is it part two? They didn't say, right? Just Suicide Squad? Just the second Suicide Squad. Okay. After the Suicide Squad where uh, Peacemaker survived his gunshot wound, he, so he emerges from the hospital He's uh, and he's immediately uh, taken in by a new task force from Argus led by Clemson Mern, who's like... Uh, was a mercenary before, but he's the team lead right now, along with uh, Harcourt, uh, the badass uh, female operative, uh, the other one, Econom- Economist? Is that, is that the name? It's Economist. Uh, the, the it's hacker. Mern. Wait. Oh, the uh, hack. The John? Diebeard. Diebeard. Economos. John Economos. The. the the tactical hacker support, and then uh, we get uh, Adebayo, uh, Leota Adebayo, as uh, she's like their gopher mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for now. So yeah, so th- uh, they recruit him for a project called Project Butterfly. They don't tell him shit, and then he he goes home. He meets his dad, gets um gets Eagly his bird. And then first episode is more of him interacting with the team, then getting uh, the the dossier for the Project Butterfly, and then at the end he tries to hook up with Harcourt, who doesn't want it, and then he finds another girl, in uh, another woman, sorry, another woman in the bar, and then proceeds to have naughty, naughty time with her, and then ends up, she ends up her trying to kill him. And then we got a nice action scene there. And then in the end, he wins, obviously. And then by episode two, they try to escape the police who's surrounding the building because of that fight. And then, stupidly, Economos, <laughs> Economos <laughs> changes the prince to his dad. What? How stupid can you be? I mean, that was... I I thought that they weren't going to address it directly, but I I'm glad that they did. I thought like, like so many other people that you can world. frame, so many other people. I was, but no, I, we're gonna frame the dad. I was in the same boat, dude. I thought I thought it was that was like a misstep in the writing team. Like that's freaking obvious. And then Bourne comes in, and like what the fuck are you doing? And then um, so they they go arrest uh, the dad. And then uh, the dad's revealed to be like the white dragon. I think he's like a racist supervillain or something in the comic books. I don't know here. So he could be I like. Mean, a, I haven't checked, but like. He could be he, like a, he, a Punisher. He the type. helmet. Yeah, he could he be like, like a. Pun- I think he's like more like a Punisher, but the racist version, you know? The racist version with of a cool Punisher. tech. Yeah, with the cool. Like, like his room <coughs> was like. The weapons room was awesome. And then we meet Vigilante, who I love. I I love immediately. <laughs> and then he uh, Smith gets uh, his butt dance. Yeah, doing the butt dance. And doing uh, the butt dance. 
Peacemaker, you know, um, gets shunned by the team. And then he, he meets Vigilante and then they have fun shooting shit up, which is really fun. And then a, a third episode is just basically them trying to kill the first uh, targets that they have. Uh, a senator who's a butterfly. But we don't know what that is until the mm. end. We figure that out. But in between, uh, they get captured, the Vigilante and uh, Peacemaker. And by Judo Master, <laughs> and then Judo Master, and then in the end, uh, they cap they escape and then they capture him, and that's about it for for Peacemaker. So it's been fun. Uh, let's wait, Jung. What do you think of the first? I so I, I love this show in all the wrong ways. Uh, <laughs> the, the there is because I'm a plot heavy dude. I like shows with supreme through line so to keep, keep me engaged. But this show is just fun. Um, I, I it. It, it, it's it's so basic. that it, Every episode is very, very clean. To be honest, it's more like a character study than anything else. Like we, we really dive into who Chris is, who Peacemaker is, why he was built, why he was born, why... He's like that. Why he was picked by this task force. Um, why the people in the task force love him or like him. Even like the analysis of the task force about him. Like, right, you know, he's uh, he's he's stupid and yada, yada, yada. But he has a strong sense to belong. So we can use that to our advantage, to take advantage of, um, you know, of, of Chris Peacemaker. Um and I love that they're not forcing because, like, usually, if this was a K drama, the first two episodes will just be every single backstory of every single character that we're seeing on screen, right? Oh, so so this one, good. it's just like a little, you know, it's mostly Peacemaker, but you know, the unique backstory of of um, Adebayo, right? I, I don't want to spoil it yet. Maybe we will, but like, we'll put spoiler warnings. Um, the unique like little hints of um, of Mern, but we don't see a lot about like Harcourt's. Uh, we you know they talked about Harcourt's um, origin story, high school to third, CIA, third episode, CIA to DCU, and then Argus, yada yada yada. But no <laughs> actual like you know deep conversations about it. So does John a little bit about uh you know so you know a little bit about uh like vigilante too so it's super cool um the thing that i love the most is they're really really leaning into comedy that is not slapstick like there it's not just like fun and games it's very it's 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 very well grounded comedy my favorite bit is when the fucking uh, wife on in the second episode was like, are you trying to fuck our captor? Fucking love it. So those are the the, the comedy bits there. I totally well. enjoy. Uh, and they <laughs> not they, like <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> with uh, with Vigilant, with Vidge. Um, with Vidge. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, there's some certain stuff that I kind of like. Hope that they didn't do in the trailers, like because in in the first three episodes they they really or, or at least like two episodes two and three they really le- leaned into vigilante being very careful about his his uh, identity. But in the in the trailers we see him already, so it's like ah, oh. so um, 
but yeah, uh, that's uh, I'll I'll stop there. But I get super love John Cena. I love how he gets beat up in every episode, and I love that he tries to fuck a lot. Like he's really trying to fuck. It was in prison for so five years, bro. Hundred percent. Like it's super cool. I I I love the idea that all right, this is a very humanized superhero in a world where superheroes are quite normal. Like you know that I love yes. the idea. It's like a uh, small guy in green is like shit, judo master. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, Jay, you, what do you think about the, the first three episodes? I loved it. I loved the episodes. I was laughing. My wife couldn't understand why because she wasn't watching, but. Um, I like the music. I like the intro. Mm. Even the intro itself. Oh, never skip the intro. Never skip the intro. (laughs) We should learn the steps to that. That's awesome. (laughs) Hardcore can't dance though. But um, I saw that in in the intro, she couldn't keep up with the the Uh, I mean, half of them couldn't dance. (laughs) That was the point. (laughs) I know, but it was it was hilarious. I love that part. So yes, Jong's right. I never skip the intro. She's the girlfriend um, of uh, James Gunn. James Gunn. Oh, of the director writer. You know James Gunn was married Good. first before. Not was, really. He was married to Pam Beasley. Who's Pam? Um, the Office. Pammy. Oh fuck, Jenna Fisher. Yeah. Oh, that's who she was married before. Interesting. Good tidbit. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the music, the sa- soundtrack is great. Yes. I love the songs that they selected. It really, um, it's something that I would enjoy listening to. I even already followed it on Spotify. So Spotify has a Peacemaker um, official soundtrack. So that's pretty good. Um, Jong's right. I like how human Peacemaker is. And how typical American it is. I mean, not to sound racist, but you know, out of or typical male, alpha male, typical mm-hmm. alpha male. So everything out of hardcore um, let down of him. The only thing he caught us. So I'm handsome. I'm so handsome. you think I'm handsome? <laughs> I'm like, dude, there's more to it than that. <laughs> but you're right. I guess, you know, I'm not really looking. He was very straightforward. I'm not looking for a relationship. I just need, you know, genital, 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 genital contact. Genital. No touching. Uh, oh, I don't, I no, to touch. no touching. Nothing. No touching above here. Wait, no. Above here. Because I want to touch your boobs. Your boobs. <laughs> I mean, I love how seriously straightforward he is that he's so insensitive that he doesn't get it. But then when you I guess human aspect to it is that when you realize his relationship with his dad, he really just want to please his dad mm-hmm. when he visited him. And anything he did for his dad seemed to be a, a disappointment. So for him to catch the, for him to, you know, make his dad at least show some affection or some emotion towards him, he told the story of Bloodshot That's- being totally abused as a kid. Um, and totally afraid of rats. And that's what made his his dad laugh until he was choking. choking. Until he realized, you know, don't tell me who shot you. That's the guy who shot you. <laughs> there's, so, <laughs> there's a, a lot, lot of things, things I don't, I don't want to talk about. <laughs> uh, I know. It's, it's so... 
And and you know that's again his dad goes back. I'm so disappointed in him. But despite that, I still feel his dad really loves his son. When when they went into that high tech armory, the the masks or the helmets were still all well maintained. So I would assume that he's been creating or at least keeping it up, waiting for his son to to be back. Um, how typical. Um, he already guessed what what Project Butterfly was going to be about because he said, you know, last time it was called Project Starfish and it was, just <laughs> it was giant a giant starfish, starfish that was trying to take over the world. Don't tell me we're going to fight about Moth. We're going to fight Mothra. I'm going to fight Mothra. Can I get a jetpack? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to find Mothra. No, you can't get a jetpack. No, I still want to get my jetpack because you made me want it. <laughs> I mean, I love how he returns back. His, he's, na- I don't know what what do you call that? Naive? It's not naive. It's just I think it's he's naive. being. I think it's naive. yeah. It's it's naive, naive, naive right? It's, it's a little bit of um, uh, just like he's very simple. Yes, he is very simple. He he's very straightforward. He doesn't think he's offensive. Um, he's like a kid learning things along the way, and and that's what I like about. Uh, about him he's not a superhero that assumes that i know everything i'm the right one you follow me well he thinks though but at the same time there's a lot of things he doesn't understand um there is something more about his dad that i want to see in the in the upcoming episodes because in when he was jailed um all the white people i guess yeah. white supremacist. he's a, he's a white supremacist and he's, based, right? he's based on a white supremacist in the comic books like ah, a, okay. like a super villain. So, that's why they call him the, the white, white dragon. dragon. White the dragon. White dragon. I wonder what he used to do. But I guess the cops are also familiar with him. Yeah. And in, in some ways. Yeah, they did mention um, they did refer to him as a super, and then they said that oh, Bell Reeve and the other place is full. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's true. And it really shows how racist he is, calling the, the Asian cop. What do you call chopsticks? Hey, chopsticks! chopsticks. <laughs> I don't like what, what kind of soup was that? <laughs> Some Asian soup as well, Chinese soup as well. Anyway, so he's really offensively racist. But um, for those that are sensitive watching the show, please don't be offended. It's just part of the storyline. Um, Eagly was oh, amazing. Yeah, I just hope there's more action. <laughs> that that. Get my phone. Take a picture. This is. This is not gonna be. <laughs> I don't want to move. I don't want to move. <laughs> uh, but help. it's so cute. It was so cute. Um, when he saw uh, Peacemaker after five years, he was so happy, jumping, and just couldn't stop talking. But anyway, yeah. More racist themes was when um, they went against Judo Master, Asian, <laughs> very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, moves around, shouts, doing kung fu. Judo master, ju- name itself, very Asian. Oh, man, you just end up laughing about how how blatantly racist their their themes are. But it's not it's not that bad. Uh, looking forward took, to the next ones. I took a dump <laughs> and looked back, and I and I thought it was you. <laughs> oh, big big white man. <laughs> Great. The best. Uh, uh, Box, what do you think about the episode? Oh, I, I love the series. It's just, it's amazing. It's like what you said. It's like a character study too. 
So even all my favorite stuff are all the dialogue. It's just it's so good. It's mm-hmm. like and yeah, with with Chris with Peacemaker, it's like you can see how how he became like that. He's not a bad guy. He's like mm-hmm. he's actually a really nice guy, but he he just grew up, I think, one isolated by the dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, a fucked up dad. Mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> so growing up he just he wanted he wants friends. And he grows up with all these lines that he doesn't know what it's about. And he just wants to belong. He wants to be a hero. He just doesn't know how. So it's just, it's so cool how he interacts with everybody. Because to be honest, he's even trying to be extra careful not to be bad, you know, or mean, you know, like the mm-hmm. lines he's saying. He just doesn't know what the lines are saying. Me- are, are the sweet cheeks. Uh, sweet cheeks. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope we get more of the other characters because, like, Adebayo's so good. Uh, I like a little spoiler here, but is it is it like she's a master spy? Like, is that her thing? Like, is no, that, is that her natural talent? No, like, no. What? her her talent is nepotism. <laughs> no, because I I think he she's like. I think her natural talent is like fooling everybody, like well, uh, making it look I, well, like she I doesn't don't, know anything. But I think I she think knows he, a lot she's of things. Just, uh, yeah, I think she just like she knows how to strategize. But you know, we see her freeze up. We with, don't know uh, if that's on in plan, though. True, true. So, but I think I think she does. But I still think she, this is one of those like you're just the kid of this person. That's why, you know, that person can trust you. With the bigger picture, so maybe again that there is a bigger picture than the bigger than the butterfly. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I think there's more to it because, uh, the mom, it it's showing that she's been doing this before, because the mom doesn't want to let her go to do some other stuff mm-hmm. because she, she's she can do something, and I think mm-hmm. it's like either fooling fooling them, everybody making it look like she doesn't know what she's doing, or so, there's something else, but. Yeah, yeah, like, so yeah, I'm excited. So far, like this character, I, I I dig the, you know, like she had the speech the first time that Adibayo was introduced. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm, I know I'm not supposed my my head knows that I don't supposed uh, um, to do a speech, <laughs> but um, you know, I promise going. that you know, I will learn. I'm a team player. It's like fuck, it's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna it's, keep quiet now. It's so cool. And then like I'm done. even even Vern, like at first I couldn't understand why. Like, is he a badass authority figure? Sometimes he's like fading in the background, you know? Because if you're authority, usually you're always, you know, popping up. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in a group, you're, you always stand out. But sometimes, like in the diner, he's just like, well, what? what? He, he's like one of the guys. And then I like that there, he has a past too and stuff. But yeah, mostly all the interactions are just so good. Even the, the freaking cop with his dad, like, you fork? Why'd you call him a fork? It should have been a spoon. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> I don't care. Like, Everyone the in the world uses a fork. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. Even the cop was like <laughs> petty and stuff. I mean, the guy was an asshole and racist. So I, I like that she snapped back. Like she didn't hold her. She didn't hold it for her. It's so good. I even love Vigilante oh. too. It's so good. It's like a, that guy's ass, a, a serial killer. <laughs> No, that's a real serial killer. <laughs> I like her. 
I got a killer who can't kill. And then he goes like, it's oh, swing it out. He was telling me. Take, take a second. Take a second. Chris, uh, like, peacemaker, take a second. I got this. Pew, pew. Billy Barnes, Berenstein, Bernstein. Mommy Bernstein. Yeah. Berenstein. Berenstein. I posted it on Facebook. I posted it on Facebook. They were, uh, Why don't you keep your torture <clears throat> shit? <laughs> your your torture shit. It's not sharp. It's dumb. It's not cutting my toe. <laughs> Dude, that was. I, I, I felt a bit uh, grossed out at that part. Ah, why so is what? it not cutting off? Because <laughs> you're dumb inside. And at the same time, the guy was like rubbing, no, you know. And I love how he off. changed from, he was like, dude, <laughs> if you lose your toe, you're going to fall over. It's, it's the most important. He didn't want to lose it to like, cut it off, motherfucker. It's taking so long. It's taking so long. <laughs> so, it's so good. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for next, for next week. Next Thursday. So at least like we, the schedule is pretty balance because we have Book of Boba Fett on Wednesdays and then Peacemaker yeah. on Thursdays. So at on least Thursdays. it's not that bad. Are we ready to do our ranking? Uh, yes. Let's ratings for the first third. I mean, like the initial foray of Peacemaker. Jay, what's your uh, 10 let's point go, ranking? Let's go reverse. You don't. You don't reverse. I, uh, so this is a solid eight, eight for me. Hmm. Um, and this is like uh, much like Book of Boba Fett. This is a very, very strong eight. This is not an eight because like there are a lot of mistakes. I mean, it's just like, this is a very simple show that is comedy, mm. lots of action, slightly hyper-violent, bit of comedic sex, a lot of like racy jokes that works. Most of it works. I really, really enjoy it. So this is like a strong eight for me and I can't wait for a Thursday. Okay, I'll go next. Mm. I, I go, I, I gotta go for a nine for, day, for that. Maybe even a 9.5. It was just... I couldn't stop watching, you know. I, I mm. just—it was just so fun. Everything, even the dialogue, which was more, uh, was the highlight for me. <clears throat> Jay, for me, it's it's a solid nine. Uh, there are some, uh, I there were no expectations as I entered oh. watching the show. I knew it was gonna be funny, but I didn't know it was this hilarious. But there are some points. Squad, I did. I did. I did. Okay. Uh, and and I like his character. I just didn't think that he'd carry it all on his own, but mm. he did. He he did I very love, very well. Um, yeah, he's carrying this show. Like he's it's mostly him. There, I thought that there would be a little bit more hardcore or a little bit more somebody else. It's all him. It's great. Him and his uh, dildo microphone singing talent uh, while in the brief. <laughs> the oh, not dildo, but vibrator. <laughs> I, I even like how when he talked about it, how big his penis was, it wasn't bragging. It was like, mm-hmm. it was even. Uh, I just wanted to slip it in. It the was shown. No, 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 no. When, with Adebayo, when he was saying how big his dick was, he, saw, it was, he wasn't bragging. It was a. What's the term where you make fun of yourself or like. Uh, self deprecating. Self deprecating because it, yeah. it, it, it hurts other people <laughs> when I put it in. <laughs> it's not because I, I'm bragging. It's like, it's too big. No, and 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 the camera focused on him actually. Well, he was in his tidy whities on the bed. You know, he was. It was showing that it was angled to the left. So, 
All right. So uh, we'll we'll continue our discussion about uh, John Cena's uh, left angled dick uh, next week on episode four <laughs> of Peacemaker. So again, just to uh, um, to let people that if you have not uh, seen Peacemaker, the first three episodes came out in the the first day. So all mm. all three ep- first all of the first three episodes came out. Uh, on the first week, and I think that's the best way. I this is my favorite. Like I'm debating whether binge or week on week. I like the let's do a chunk. I I and say then, two. I yeah. say two is the best. Two or three is fine like, with like, me. Like, like uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye spacing is the best. Two yeah. first episodes. I, because again, you don't. I mean, I would have. I think I would have been a little bit upset if I had to wait week on week on. A lot of detail, so I like the idea that this is, you know, this this was like first three episodes, then single, single, single. I mean, I did like <clears throat> remembering like Invincible was two episodes, like three episodes for the first, and then two episodes per week. I think I enjoyed that the most, but that's like I just want a little bit more content per week so that they'll type you. Mm. Next week, episode four. Um, are you ready for our main topic? Uh, our main topic this year is uh, or this week is uh, Eternals that came out for Disney Plus. Just a little bit of stats before I turn it over to to Jay for a little bit of the synopsis. Again, sure. uh, it was initially released November 5 in the theaters, but because a lot of people are not able to go to the theaters, um, Disney Plus has this thing where they release the movies like a relatively short time after, right? You know, a couple of months. I don't mind months, it. Right? I don't mind it. Yeah. I think it's That's okay. Yeah. I, I would rather perfect. two months than three, but yeah. yeah. But I was thinking also like this really, really severely undercuts a lot of of the movie industry, unless it's not subsidized by, by like a Disney Plus or a Netflix. But regardless, like it was made with a budget of two hundred million dollars. It made a four hundred one point one point nine yeah. million. Uh, uh, well, like. 401 point yeah, yeah a million dollars so uh the rule of thumb is it needs to make three times the production budget to consider it a success so this one technically is not not um, yet not yet but uh that's it directed by chloe zhao she's an oscar winner she directed um uh, nomadland nomadland uh, right that was good uh uh, music by Ramin Jawadi. If you, if you're not familiar who Ramin Jawadi is, he did a lot of of music for uh, Game of Thrones, right? So uh, okay, that's why it kind of sounds a little bit more ethereal and familiar. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it stars a shit ton of cool actors and actresses: <clears throat> Kit Harington, Angelina Jolie, Gemma Chan, uh, Richard Madden, Bill Skarsgård as the deviant, uh, Selma Hayek, and much, much more. Kamel, Barry Keegan, Don Lee. Actually, I just uh, I saw uh, Trent to Busan again. I forgot that he was there. So a lot of really, really cool people in this show. Um, uh, right. That's the general stats. RJ, turning it over to you. So let, let's do it like right. kind of fu- let's do it like kind of funny. Let's do our initial mm. reactions first, mm. and then let's do the recap. And then as Jay goes through the recap, be mo- we'll little stop. more be more specific, Jay, so that we can we can stop you at at most points, and then we can discuss each point as we you know as you go along. So that's like sure, how, sure. So okay. yeah, so first more thorough on the first. Yeah. Be more thorough on the recap so that we can 
discuss each segment as we want. So that we don't, initial thoughts. We don't go backtrack. No, no. Initial thoughts. What? Let's start with Zong. Since you saw it first. I, so again, I saw this twice in the theaters. Right? Um, because like I have a, a movie theater here. So it, it, it was a while since I, I've seen this, but I re- I rewatched it this week with, with you guys. But um, I saw this twice. I actually really, really enjoyed it. I just enjoyed that. Um, it's not with it without its loss. That's the problem with, you know, um, origin stories in the MCU. It's never the strongest one in the in the docket. So it sets up maybe a little bit too much, too many things. But in general, I love the 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 dual timelines is a very female director thing to do because they want you to go to an emotional journey, not a chronological journey. Right? It's not yeah. start, middle, finish. Like for for great directors like Chloe Zhao, you can see little stories in pockets. So I really love that. I love the set of uh, the 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 cast of characters. I never thought that was gonna work. Like it's, yeah. Uh, the sometimes diversity for diversity's sake is weird, but in this particular case, I love it. It's ten they people like that they are highly. Together. They they look like actual representatives of people from different universes. No, but I mean, they also had chemistry together. Exactly. Not, not yeah. like they just fucking yes. But th- that's the other thing too, is um, when I when I was watching the trailers and then thinking about these are 10 major characters in a particular movie, this is going to be tough to integrate time, uh, like a, a screen time for all of them. But I did not anticipate that they'll be broken up into groups. Like I didn't anticipate that they weren't together, like you know, like which you know, I think was, the smart, was smarter play, also. Smart which was a good, yeah, smart move. Smart move, like I, and and it it moved the story forward. So I like I like the characters, I like the story. The effects have always been stellar when it comes to the MCU, and they did have budget here. I love how yes. simply they um, encapsulated what could have been a very confusing. Um, aspect of this particular group of people like you know celestials deviants and what they do in particular worlds the seeds so yeah Mm -hmm. if i did not watch guardians of the galaxy if i don't have any idea of of um what um uh deal game and steve kirby right the first two minutes where they had the scroll it worked for me like all right this is what this is they, they brought here this is what you do. There's a twist in the end. In the end, it kind of is simplistic, and it's again most about the characters. And uh, I do like the idea that it opens up the MCU to something extremely large, where it can live by itself. Like Eternals versus uh, versus the Celestials, kind of thing can live elsewhere mm-hmm. right you know that that can be a storyline in itself you know they can have an adventure on their own uh so i like that idea i just worry about how it kind of fits into the mcu because like we're so fractured now with the mcu we have like street level criminals we have multiversal criminals we have you know avengers type criminal so i i i'm i don't know how it's gonna pan out um it hasn't reviewed well, 
but I am thinking that this is one of those movies that five, ten years down the line, we're going to look back. It's like, ah, oh, they set that universe or arc pretty nicely with these people. So I really, really enjoy it. I'll, I'll save some of my other comments during the plot points, particularly on the rules of the Celestials. Because I actually really, really like how they they did this and it's super duper simple. So I, I, I truly enjoyed um, um, work, uh, watching this. But my main, 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 main flaw for this, it's too long. It, Two hours and 30 minutes. It's a little too long. It's it needed. I don't know how. This is one of those things that I don't. I I won't be able to provide a solution. But it was. It, it felt two and a half hours. It wasn't like Spider Man Far From Home, which is also around the same time, like two twenty, <clears throat> breezed by. This one felt like oh shit, I'm sitting for a while. Or when I re- recently saw it, I took a break. I took like a fifteen minute nap because like oh, this is long. So. Um, I don't know how it could have been more tight, but that's my initial thoughts for Eternals. Shabaks, what do you think? I don't know. This is I just saw it today, so uh, maybe I'll need uh, a second viewing. But and going through this, it's unlike most of the big MCU movies where I see it day one because you know because of the mm-hmm. COVID. So I've heard of the reviews and how it's not reviewing well, but. And I've been trying to not like it, but the few hours since I've seen it, it's just growing and growing on me. It's like, I think it's close to a masterpiece. It's just so good for me right now. So we'll see how it goes. But I liked it. I like how they broke it up to chunks, like the groups. Mm -hmm. They didn't force anybody to have enough time. Like, if it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So they didn't push anything. Uh, I like that they focused a little more on Cersei and Icarus. And the, can't say anything about how it looks, how the, the effects, the cinematography, mm-hmm. everything's shot well. The um, Makari was so good. The, the, I mean, the, the, his, her power, how her powers were. Mm-hmm. And like in the action, not all of them were meant to fight. So they didn't force everybody to fight. The, you know, like... The, some of the deviant action scenes spread throughout. Mm-hmm. Like not everybody yeah. was, you know, fighting. Like uh, uh, Sprite, Sprite and Cersei barely fought. You know, it's mm-hmm. not really their their thing. So that was Samahayak. That was it. Even in a in an action sequence, I think. If you think about it. So yeah, because she's uh, she's a healer. She's a healer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. She's, she's the only action that she had was like she got stabbed by her own teammate. <laughs> I know, so so I like that. Like, enforce yeah. anything. Like, if this is your role, this is your role. You're not gonna be in this role, then you're gonna be put in to do something else. And then yeah. And I don't know the the main topic of the the celestial being birthed at the cost of the earth at first seems very very silly, but if you really think about it, if you look at the big picture and think about mm-hmm. it, it it does make sense. That's what I. That's what I love. I so mean, it's like, and you and you had Kingo as our surrogate. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and he didn't. And I like, dude. I I'm skipping ahead, but I like that he wasn't even in the last fight. No, because he, it didn't make sense for him to be. Because he says he, like, no, it's like I I I will follow you, but I'm not gonna fight. My, yeah, it's I so mean, it's so simple and straightforward. I love she, it. He's like, I love you guys, 
I also love him. I don't want to fight yes. any of you. And he kind of makes sense as well. So if you want to do this, yes. you can do it without me. So bye-bye. <laughs> I was like, he's going to pop up sometime. You know, it's like out of the blue somewhere. He did not. He just did the end. So I, I, I but yeah, that's my initial thoughts. I love it. So Jay, how about you? I think that the reason for the movie to be very long was because there were a lot of Eternals that you had to kind of understand what their backstory is. Because here are superheroes that the world isn't really familiar with. Uh, it's not like people knew already the Eternals unless you really follow the comics. So to have a movie for everyone to enjoy, you had to have a little bit of a history. And honestly, half of this movie is really history. Um which I appreciated because I, I got to I got to learn more about each each of the Eternals, each of their powers. Um, I like the diversity. That's something that I enjoy. I enjoyed a lot in this movie. I like the diversity. So you have a um, homosexual or LGBTQ black man. You have married to a uh, Muslim guy. Married to a Muslim kid. guy. Or with Latin a Mexican, kid. exactly. It's great. So imagine how diverse that family is. But it was a fantastic family. It looked really lovely. Um, next, one of the Eternals couldn't speak, so she had to use sign language. Um, you have. She's really um, deaf. Too. And she's really yeah, she's really deaf as well, right? Exactly. Well, even the actors themselves, Salma Hayek, who is Hispanic. Uh, you have uh, an African American. You have an Indian. You have a Korean. So I like how a lot was represented in in the Eternals. And I don't know if this is legal. They also uh, referenced a lot to DC. Oh, Superman. So he's no, like, how? How did no, no, that? I mean, that was that. very concerned. He was. Oh, so he's like your Alfred for Batman. Oh, yeah. That's Remember right. for. Oh, the, I love that guy too. Yeah. Kuna, I love that Kuna, guy. Kuna, the guy uh, with Kingo. Kamel. Karun. Uh, what? Karun. Karun Patel. Kar- the, that's the valet. Karun. Right? Uh, it's that's Kamel valet. Jelani's valet. Okay. So I, I like how it played out. Um, how diverse it is. And yes, they also mentioned Superman. Oh, you're Superman. You know, with beams coming out of your eyes, you can fly. <laughs> and a cape. No, I don't use a cape. No, he's a cape. It's awesome. It's awesome. How I, I at first I thought, wait, isn't this a Marvel film? Why are they referencing DC a lot? I don't know. Maybe that's something to look forward to in the future. I don't know, but definitely they should have gotten a permission from DC from that. Yeah, I, I, I like I, I, um, I like the idea that so is it in the MCU? DC is comics is real. That's dope. That is dope. I mean, there has to be awesome, something, right? Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't mention it for nothing. So I'm pretty sure there's something coming. I don't know. Are we doing ratings right now? Or are we, are we going to no, go? We can go with your plot. We can go with the plot now. All right. So imagine you, the start of the movie, this is this happens 5,000 BC. I like that in the beginning, there's like a, you know, scroll. There's scroll, there's scroll. Yeah. Star, Star scroll. Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. It wasn't that long either. Know. Well, it was oh, like two there's slides. Also, <laughs> Yeah, two slides, two slides. And there's also something about Star Wars that was mentioned. But anyway, um, when when they were in the house of the 
uh, the black guy. What, what's his name? Pastos. Um, Pastos. So they had a Star Wars book that they were rummaging through. Anyway, um, so starts 5000 BC, early mankind, 10, immor- uh, 10 uh, Eternals come in, uh, suddenly fighting these seemingly alien creatures called the Deviants. Okay. So they eventually introduced themselves to that tribe, um, even giving, even um, Cersei transforming one of the tooth daggers into something awesome, like a golden blue hilted um, knife, which was eventually on display in, in the, the museum. In the museum. So there was like from the past flash forward to the present. I, I like that. So the, they're basically Eternals are those that were sent from their home planet called Olympia, like Olympus, mm-hmm. uh, Olympus, I suppose. That's why you have people like um, I love I love Icarus. that allegory too, like you yeah. know Athena, 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 uh, yeah. Icarus. You know, it's like the idea of these characters were because they've been on Earth for like seven thousand years, whatever. They they are kind of based. Of out of gods and legends, so it's like oh okay and cool sprite, I get it I, and sprite stories and sprite sprite it's stories like a fairy yeah the stories she's awesome actually she's awesome and I understand her pain so um, they were sent from there uh, on the domo by the prime celestial Arishem the judge so throughout their tasks were to relocate or or look for civilizations growing civilizations and defend them from these alien deviants. So um, eventually there was a bit of a romance between Cersei and Icarus uh, going on there, eventually leading them to be a married couple. Okay, next. So they're still together that part. First MCU sex scene. Yeah, that is Actually, first time I had the forward. That was like... Because the kids were watching. I know, like, what the and then Lucas, Lucas was what like, "What are they doing on the beach?" Lucas was like, "Why did you forward? I, I wanted to see the kissing so I can I don't know, vomit." <laughs> oh, vomit! No, oh, just man. Wait, just wait a few years, little boy. Oh man! But yeah, that is a surprise for the MCU, uh, for an MCU movie. Anyway, so a little bit forward, it was I think. Uh, Spanish Inquisition seems like so you've got the Spaniards coming in taking over this Aztec capital uh, war happens and and a lot of discussions for like you know we got to help them we got to stop this this is madness it's not madness it's genocide according to um, what's the name of the guy who can control Druid the one who can control minds this is genocide so they really wanted to to um do something but in the midst of this all Thena kind of starts breaking her mind and, and starts stabbing everyone At, literally almost everyone got stabbed by by Thena uh, until she was uh, knocked unconscious by Gilgamesh okay Man now weary. this kind of start yeah this 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 one kind of started their breakup if, if you think about this because they wanted to heal Thena at the cost of wiping her memory clean. In a way, they're saying like she's breaking because there's too much memory stored that it's not capable of functioning properly. So some discussions there, some arguments, 
Um, even Druig, who wanted, who basically just stopped the war altogether um, mm. by controlling everyone's mind, says, "If you want to stop me, kill me." Because he just can't. You know, you're asked to take care of these civilizations in a way, help them grow, and they're self destroying themselves. So, but I, I like the in the, a way, the, the dichotomy with Druig, like. He's stopping the war, but he's erasing their free will. So it's like, yeah, yes, uh, you know, that's true. So it's always the kind of thing. He's was, he, at this point, he's like still being set up as like the, you know, when when you like push a, too hard to make the, a dude look bad, it's like, oh, this is not gonna be the bad guy. <laughs> mm, no, but, but I actually, thought at first as well. I, I liked how he was like doing that, and everybody's like, eh, not kind of not right, but yeah. But you know, um, as per Salma Hayek, who happens to be the, um, the what do you call this? The leader, the prime eternal, right? At that time, we are not to really engage or affect human the, the, the growth of this civilization. We're just supposed to help them, but not really control. If, if they're going to set up to destroy themselves, then so be it. Yep. That's just mm-hmm. how it is, right? Which makes sense because they are kind of like gods, if you think of it, in in, in that so in, sense that they are. And powerful. I think Fast Fastos kind of cleared that up. Eh? Wars advance humanity also because it improves life yes. support and technology. Mm. So if they kept interfering, it would have kind of stunted, stunted, or, stunted yeah. the growth. Yeah, it's weird because like they want technology to to farm, harvest more humans. But at the same time, like those technology can also harm a lot more humans. So it's like a delicate balance of what they're Which being he, provided. he learns later mm. also. Mm. True, true. So it really is a double-edged sword. So you want to advance the people, but with too much advancement. If it's too fast, then it's also detrimental. So because of that, they started to break up. Uh, Salma Hank says, you know what? We're done. We've done what we're supposed to do. Go, you know, live your lives. And live I think it lives. was smart. Instead of, like that. instead of us staying together and we're just, we're just end up fighting each other. Go, you know, mm. experience life, live. Exactly. And I think she was and also then, thinking I, ahead. I like what you said. Mm. I like what you said. Go, find your purpose. And when we see each other again, I want to know what that is. That's uh, awesome. That was, I like that line. That, that was pretty awesome. So then going forward to the present day, you have um, Cersei being late for her class and you have Kit Harrington, handsome. Charming Janet, bastard handsome, as ever. I know. Having so, a poetry reading. And so funny, her name is Cersei and then the partner, apparently, apparently he's Jon Snow. But anyway, so... <laughs> Um, with the person who does the score for uh, Game of Thrones. Game you know, of Thrones, maybe, yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> so, um, so forward, they're in London, um, goes into class. Uh, he basically tries to teach a poetry. Then she starts teaching about apex predators. And then an earthquake happens. Don't know why, but perhaps it's somewhat related to uh, Deviants, but it's not really... Uh, explicitly said there was a deviant that was shown under a pier 
I suppose mm-hmm. that was under London Bridge, um, not harming the dog, which is something I'm happy about. Then they go for dinner, a little dancing, birthday of Kit Birthday Harrington, of Dane. Dane Whitman. Birthday of Dane. Mr. Whitman, little kissing, kissing there. Uh, good birthday gift, which probably cost an arm and a leg, but, you know, she's an eternal. Um, then they walk, Sprite being a killjoy, wanting to go home because it's past her bedtime. <laughs> what a... What a so I mean, this is one of those spots where I realized, like, it is kind of a curse looking like a kid. Yeah. Yes. Forever. Yes. Because she she was trying to make moves with the dude, and the dude wanted to make moves back, but he'll nope. You can't. Everything is an illusion. That's exactly. Sucks. Well, there are sick people that that will do that but you know maybe that's not what she's i was gonna to. say like the people that uh, would be totally good <laughs> with a, a kid it's like oh i want to be with one of those people well yeah but i mean for her it sucks because being with humans for thousands of years she saw people grow up grow old and die have a life purpose have families fall in love and she's a kid and no one will take her seriously because she will always be a kid and it was like also explained like people part. kind of freak out when you know they a person never grows old <laughs> mm-hmm. well um kingo apparently had a good Left solution to that but we'll 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 go to that uh in a moment um so that's where they start walking home they see this deviant coming out um surprisingly um Dane Whitman wasn't so surprised <laughs> when his girlfriend was somewhat changing the concrete floor into mud I, I, and then solidifying I actually like it that because it, it showed in the scene before where he was already getting hints. You know, well, like, yeah. well, the idea was Sprite was telling him about all those things, not thinking that he'd take it seriously. Yeah. And then now seeing everything in contest, like, oh, okay, it's great. Hey, that no, and, and Is I'm that sure, a deviant? I'm sure he's noticed some things as well. That kind of... Yeah, like he did mention during sure. the birthday, like, put, put it in doubt, water and, turns to coffee. Yeah, so he's he's already thinking about yeah. it. So when he sees it, it's not that big. Of... And there is also a big hint towards the end of the movie, which we'll get to later on about Whitman. So looking forward to to something, something there, to that hint to, to have some meaning behind it. So they start fighting this deviant. Icarus suddenly comes in, swoops in, yet still fails to kill this beast that has those tentacles. Um, they were able to damage it only to find out that it can actually heal itself, somewhat similar to the power of Salma Hayek. So, huh. Ajak, palayin character you don't know. So they wanted to know more about it. So who do you go to? You go to your mother. You go to mommy, right? So everyone tries to look for Ajak. So they go fly out to whichever part of the world she's in, only to find her dead on the floor. And it seems that she was attacked by a deviant, seeing the the gashes on her body showed somewhat similar to a deviant's attack. So they all start mourning about losing Ajax because she was and has been their leader for thousands of years. Mommy. And 
their mommy generally, the one who looks after all of them. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that was who basically was the mouthpiece of um, Arishem, the one who gives them directives. So with her gone, there's a lot of like, what are we going to do now? However, Ajak passes that sphere, that ability to communicate back to the judge, to, to Arishem, the judge, um, to Cersei. So now their task... Cersei to becomes the kind of default leader. Leader, exactly. So they kind of have to... You know, we got to get everyone. So the first person that they were able to visit was one of my favorite Eternals, Kingo. So by the time they, they shot, I was like, what's this? Another another play that, he, that they're shooting? It's a Bollywood film. He's doing a freaking Bollywood film. And if you look at his costume and later reveals it, damn, he's doing a film about them. <laughs> but, and I, I love the, the, the valet... I love the oh he 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 even thought I was a vampire <laughs> and stabbed me to the chest. Yeah, I did twice. He was so freaking honest. I, I apologize so many times about that. Not enough, but I'll let you know. <laughs> and this is also something that I liked He's about awesome. this movie where they they didn't push too much about uh like humans' reaction to them. Just him mm. and then maybe Dane, but it's not always, you know, typical, especially like big movie, uh, big uh, catastrophic events. They always cut to the scenes of the humans fleeing or crying or, you know, like what the fuck's going on here? It's just, it's, uh, it's less intimate in the sense of the human's reaction, but it's more intimate because it's just them as the family. So, and uh, I love that uh, the guy that we have. The only, like, basically the only human reaction that we can see is um, his valet. But his valet already knows about them. So he's not, like, overwhelmed and always in, you know, like, what the fuck's happening? Dude, he's, he's filming everything. them. <laughs> always have a backup he's camera. Filming. He's worked with them for 50 years. <laughs> he has a backup camera. How many cameras is he He was filming. They're doing a freaking documentary throughout this entire, throughout the trip. As they tried to locate um, Gilgamesh and Thena in Australia, you know, so they kind of settled down in Australia. So um, his valet was nonstop recording. So he had a big one. It became a smaller, a smaller one. Until it became smaller. a handheld one. <laughs> Always get that's a backup. Sprite was saying, <laughs> "No, that's why Sprite was saying, how many cameras do you have?" <laughs> oh, it's. Pretty awesome. I mean, I guess he knew what he was getting into. He's the most prepared one. I, I'm happy yeah. they didn't harm this guy or kill I him. Know. Super, super like him. I super like him. So the the team, the team with Kingo, you know, he stops his filming, which is a trilogy. Um, he was so concerned because you know there are a lot of people that he hired for the job, and he even got BTS to do a cameo. <laughs> exactly but sir if i can say something don't say anything sir, <laughs> sir. i told you not to say anything <laughs> Love your that favorite guy. quote shadow warrior too <laughs> exactly i mean he so loves him and and respects him wholeheartedly as i would follow him 
to death and back, you know. So anyway, so you have Gilgamesh and Tina together because you know Tina from from that from that Spanish Inquisition battle, she started having this sickness. It's called um, mad weary. Uh, mad weary. Mad weary. So that's when your hard drive is kind of filling up. So they went into this remote area, <laughs> and um, Gilgamesh was was seen uh, still. With um, Kingo yeah. having a documentary, so Gilgamesh comes and 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 um, welcomes them to Pi, but then here's the bad news of Ajax being dead. So I knew he was gonna drop the Pi, but I thought he was gonna drop it instantly. No, I like how they did it. You know, he still kept this cool until he couldn't put his arm down and just slid off and used his hand and you know. Destroy the cast iron pot, pan. I mean, it's really freaking while strong. Crying. While he was crying. Awesome. In a cute and of apron. course, in a cute apron. Yeah, he's like big <laughs> badass guy. Super strong. Yet still, you know, human Making enough to feel Fina. that emotion. Yeah, which I think he really had feelings for as well. In a way, you know, you're eternal. Might as well be with a fellow eternal since, you know. Yeah. You'll lose whoever you were with anyway. So um, they talk, they discuss what's happening. Um, there were some visions that that um, Cersei had and then started sharing that with the rest of the team, giving them more of like a purpose. I like how um, Icarus was really... Um, you know, Gilgamesh, that he wasn't chosen as the leader. Um, well, you can't, how would you? Was, how would you uh, lead the Avengers? You weren't even chosen to lead our teams. Like, ooh. And what's what sucks more is he knows why. It's more. Uh, it's like he's hiding well, the, at, the deep. But track. at this. But at, at this point, we didn't we didn't know that. No, we didn't so we know, like, but he, he he knew. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean that that really sucked a lot. Thena's artwork as well as being reviewed by Cersei revealed the you know the faces of the celestial that was emergence, being, the emergence exactly, and and the face of the celestial. So things were revealed to her, and it seemed like their purpose was to protect the earth. So that the humans would would flourish, um, continuously flourish, yeah. while defending them from deviants, which was also a mistake brought about by these the celestials. celestials. <laughs> and they were like supposed to correct them. So the Eternals were meant to correct yeah. them. I like the, the the fact here that you kind of it kind of clarifies the idea that the celestials and the deviants were built for the same purpose. Unfortunately, the mm. deviants weren't. They weren't. Uh, they were like the mistake. They, they weren't the mistake. They were they the. They were the. Their version one that didn't have that limit. Limit. Fail safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It was. They weren't like set. Like because because they didn't have a limiter, they could evolve, and that the deviants evolving by themselves meant that it was a little bit more troublesome for them to be. Um, uh, controlled by the celestial, so that's I, I like the idea that sometimes improvement 
is actually detrimental, but also the idea of it's super clear that, oh, protecting humans or protecting people of a particular planet, it's not because of uh, for for altruistic purposes. You're going to feed a fucking celestial when it grows. So you need that. Exactly. Starter. So that was simple and clear and understandable why you wouldn't see them in small skirmishes like you know why did you help with the thanos or the Avengers? because like they have a bit much much multi-galactial problem than just like one or two dudes so i really correct and still realizing that you've been taking care of humans just so that you could eventually feed it once you reach that Mm -hmm. quota for this upcoming celestial called tiamat the communicator tiamat so I was kind of um, that was when the emergence would would happen, and they realized their purpose. Like after every emergence, they get reset and memories wiped, and what happened to their memories? It's stored in the bank so that the celestials can review what was the de- what the deviants. That was like, smart too. Like were. you could, so the celestials are kind of like managers reviewing performance reviews so what they can tweak with their employees. It's great. Yeah, exactly. So you felt they felt like, damn, we've been doing this for thousands of years and we're just, you know, tools. We weren't real. We're not real. We're just what we're genetically we were manufactured. I think that was the term used. So kind of pisses them off. So they wanted to do something to delay the emergence, you know, protect the people, but they needed to find more people. So the next person they went to visit was um, at this point, the person you suspect to be the bad guy. They went to find Druig. I, so I don't they know find why, Druig but somewhere. Druig just so cool to me. Like his his aura, he his is. presence. And he, so, and I mean, the, the, the good thing about the leather jacket too. I love uh, the thing just, that about the casting about this too, like the makeup of the cast. Like even the white people are diverse. Yes. Yeah. Right? Every like Dane and Cersei and Sprite and Druig had different accents. They yeah, all right. did. Even Icarus had what, a different accent. Even Icarus did. I think it's, I'm, I, I'm assuming Irish or Scottish because it's very thick. So, correct. Right? I think, yeah, he's and Irish. Then, uh, Icarus is Scottish. Yeah. Amer- I mean, I'm assuming yes. he had a very thick Sprite is American uh, and then uh, Cersei is English. Yes, she is. Chinese. So, I, yeah, so I, I love, I love Chinese the, descent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the idea is like, all right, even 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 the seemingly simple white people are also diverse on that. And now, and when I first heard Drew, like, man, like he, he he seems like he's has something in his mouth when he's talking. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, this is super awesome. cool. I dig him. And he, the way he's walking, he's just like so very composed and shit. I, I, I like it. <laughs> I want to put. He on. had this. Confidence that he exuded, which yeah. which is actually pretty good for a young actor. I guess he, he looked young. Um, so they wanted to look for Druid because he had this power to control mind. So thinking that if they had him, they could somewhat delay the emergence by um, using Putting a telepathy to sleep. Yeah. to sleep longer or permanently, hopefully, right? But... Um, after hearing the news of uh, the death and the real purpose of their being, he gets more pissed off. They all go out. Nothing was resolved. Then you got an ambush of these deviants. Not just one, but there were, I think, four or five deviants, which 
we're actually quite strong enough at this point um, to to actually handle um, the the current uh, Eternals on on scene. Plus the fact that there were people that they had to protect. Because not all Eternals are also fighters. So the ones that were really fighting here was um, uh, Icarus. Kingle, Icarus, Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh. Oh yes, <laughs> Gilgamesh as well. Thino was unfortunately still uh, going haywire that <laughs> still attacked um, Icarus for a time being, right? Anyway, also, um, I, I love the the Kingo action sequence with all the mind control guys in the shotgun. Yeah. That was, that was cool. Like, boom, boom. That was so cool. And then splits are low brim. Ah! <laughs> and dude, I have to say the effects are really good. It's not really good. I like that. I mean, it's very yes. subtle. It's not popping out It has a very anymore. unique signature. It's not like mm-hmm. other superhero movies where that looks off. This one looks smooth, looks cool. I guess, yeah, you're right. It's more they did it subtly, so it looked really smooth. I love it. What sucked was I really liked the Gilgamesh character to last longer, but in this battle, as he goes back to face Tina, I really like Gilgamesh. You know, sad, sad. But as he tried to attend to Tina, the deviant took this opportunity to capture him and steal his super strength powers and at the same time killing him. So that Lu- Lucas really hates the movie sucks. because he died. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really like. Well, yeah. he he hates it when the heroes die. So Gilgamesh dying, Sama Hayek dying. But I think mm-hmm. he did like he extra liked uh, Gilgamesh. He's cool. He I like awesome. He's, he's cool. Yeah. Very chill. Very just like he. He's not like an ultra muscular guy. He's big, bulky, but no. Um, they strength. they did a they did yeah. the contrast. He's like the super strong. Powerful guy, but his his uh personality was the taking care, the motherly, like you know, yeah. taking care of Tina, cooking, <laughs> you know. So it was a sprite. Good sprite even dressed him up as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he didn't get angry. Yeah, he, he was wasn't the, that so hot-headed he was a guy. Gent- very gentle giant. Yeah, he was just like, oh, I'm a baby. Any, Come on. Any one of you guys want to <laughs> taste uh, Gilgamesh's special uh, wine? <laughs> the saliva. Special meat? With his, uh, the, the, the corn was personally chewed and spit. <laughs> well, if I knew he was an eternal, yes. Because technically, he, he's not, uh, he's a machine. So, okay. Yeah. It's, it's fine. <laughs> It's synthetic. Yeah, it's Don't worry. I'll, I'll send you my special. <laughs> not you. You're not an internal. <laughs> I know. But then after absorbing Gilgamesh's, uh, what do you call that? Essence. Uh-huh. The enemy crow suddenly um, regains uh, or gains a humanoid figure, starts to talk and has more memories of what's happening making him even more deadly and powerful. So he did say that he's going to kill them all or probably absorb them all. The thing about them is that he can actually share what he gains. So everyone basically levels up. So it's like if the enemy levels up, everyone really levels up in that area with him. So All um, the other deviants. Correct. 
the last touching words that Gilgamesh said to Tina was, you know, remember. Remember. remember who you are so she's like starts crying yes she should be because the cool guy died because of you being mad <laughs> anyway so now they had to look for fastos uh, i don't know which can't remember what what state that is but they see fastos married with a, with a Kid. with a child very happy looking family seemed warm when you see them um i i love how they so, twisted that like he's the one that lost humanity be, uh, in faith because of what happened with the bombs and the stuff bomb. and then the only way to get Correct. back that faith back is with the family it's it's so cool like the little touches there like how he said that you know these hands i just want to work on my son's bike so it, it is that's it what's important kind of make sense he didn't want to go because mm-hmm. Every his family's gonna die if he doesn't go. Like, you know, like you want to stay here with your family, but but if we can we can do it without you, then everything's gonna die. Correct, correct. But fun the sequence too with scene. the with the with the actual house. Yeah, I mean, I know we've seen mm-hmm. it in the trailers about uh ikea fall collection but i, I, but I like the, the yeah the that ivy yeah, was fun that that was the one that i was like oh okay that's <laughs> where my faith was restored in terms of trailers that although they say or give a lot in trailers most of the time there's still a little bit more that will surprise you that's what my favorite part when dane shot the shot the glass and uh, um no icarus uh, i beamed the window and it was like protected sure force field protected it's <laughs> cool Oh, so you're not using your powers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tried the tried the table. <laughs> anyway, um, so after the husband convinces uh, Fastos to go, you know, you have to do this. Um, they head off to look for Makari. So she was residing in the ship. So what they did was um, mind controlling all the ar- archaeologists around the area. So that they don't um, leave. kind of, yeah, tell them to leave because they're going to raise the ship up and they go inside. Still, uh, while doing a documentary, <laughs> um, eventually Fasta steps on a bag of chips, screams like, like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> and says <laughs> and and this uh kingo says like you know being an eternal doesn't mean that you were still <laughs> able to feel what humans feel including cowardice <laughs> i hope they release a rough cut of that uh of the video that he's making i know i, I hope so that would be awesome though <laughs> so they so now they're all gathered together they see makari um, they have this proposed idea of having uh, Unimind. a, a Unimind, which is really horrible. <laughs> but since Fastus thought about it, you know, he has the right to give the name. So they are, hence Unimind. And they want to take control of the Celestials to control or stop the emergence from happening. So everyone's pretty much on board with the plan. Now this is where you get a little bit of a flashback um of of um Icarus as well and um Ajax talking about the the situation you get to see how 
how Icarus felt betrayed in a sense because all his purpose was meant to serve the celestials and now it seems like ajax was also starting to do something to go against it so he betrays her pushes her off a cliff feeding her straight off to these um um divert deviants that were released because of the earthquake correct correct so these deviants um for some reason, she was able to find the shotgun, tried to defend herself, but ultimately died. And having her powers absorbed, and it was shared to the rest of the other deviants as well. And when they were gone, he goes, swoops down, takes her body, sends her down to her farm. And, you know, he seemed sad, but I guess it's really, he felt angry. Yeah, it was just following that, orders. That's the thing, so. Which he has been following for thousands of years. He knew not, the truth. It's not easy kept it from it. everyone. Yeah, and I love that. Right? That's and the then now, I thought there was like some sinister reason why I, why he left. Uh, why he left Cersei? Cersei. It be, it's yeah. because he couldn't hold. Kept lying to her. Yeah, was, he, he was so sick. I was gonna tell her, and if I told her, he was not going. She was not going to enjoy the rest of her life. Yeah, and that would have. I mean, imagine lying to the one you love for like thousands of, <laughs> a couple of thousands of years. Like, fuck. So good. So that's where um, Icarus gets revealed. Um, Druig being the smart, confident guy was also able to deduce his ploy, his part in being part of killing Ajax. So that's where somehow he felt more powerful than the rest of the Eternals. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's also my question, like, why, why is he? I thought they were all kind of. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's because, like, maybe just combat-wise, he has, you know, he flies and he shoots beams, so he's at at an advantage against. But most. you've got the goddess of war, who is supposed to be a fighter. Badass. If he can get close to her, yeah. Uh, or if she, if mm. she can get he close to him, but also like, but also on the, the same argument, that was the other thing too, because for a little bit there, it was just one on one, Fastos and and um and Icarus and and uh, Fastos was he got the upper hand, got the upper hand, was able to subdue him with his technology. Yes. So I mean, it kind of like that's the weakness up, of it. You're right. yeah. yeah, you're right. So yeah, yeah, it makes it better. I guess. I guess. Yeah, the matchup is is there, and maybe if Gilgamesh was still alive. Hand it to him. And I don't think I don't think we've said it, but Gemma Chan is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, so uh, before is. we, because this is the perfect spot, because this is where um, Angelina Jolie, Cena was fighting against the Crow, like the, the the main deviant, deviant prime. Yes, we needed like two hundred percent more Angelina Jolie in this movie. Like I, yes, we she did. was in so, but I think it. I think that's the reason why she joined it because like he's like, oh, I'm gonna pop in and out, <laughs> uh, very very little scenes. I'm just going to fight, and that's it. But yeah, so uh, I I knew Gemma Chan was always gorgeous from, uh, um, Crazy Rich Asians to even to Captain Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. And to hear, I was very happy that she was kind of cast as a lead. But I forgot how fucking killer Angelina Jolie is. So that's all. She is awesome. How how young is she now? Maybe like 50-something. 
already damn yeah. still like still six hot. kids or something like that Four yeah but a lot of them were adopted like two yeah. or three adopted 46 oh 40 Oof. Yeah. Well, according to our math, it still works, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Gemma Chan is 39. Our age. Perfect. Yes. Surprise, surprise. Richard Madden is 35. Kumail is 43. I like how Makari was able to also take control of her speed and really overpower Icarus. Makari is 43. Awesome. Wow. Well, Black she did crack, not man. look 43. She did not look 43. Don Lee is 50. Don Lee is 50. Uh, Gilgamesh. 50. Okay. Gilgamesh. Yeah. Well, he looks yeah, well, good Asian gene. She also looks good. She does. But I never saw Salma Hayek as an action girl anyway. So. But yeah, this fight scene, mm. the fight, the main fight scene, it's so good. I mean, uh, we forgot to mention, but uh, Kingo left because she didn't want to fight them. But the action sequence, especially yes. the Makari's fight scenes with Dicarys. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that was good. pretty good. I don't think I like it because like there's there's certain moments when she stops like she she's a, she's the Flash right she's yeah. the speedster yes. and then you can see the speed but there are moments where she like she just like jump and you can see like that's the that's the thing about directing that I love watching more and more of these movies is you can really see what certain directors emphasize like if, if like you know Zack Snyder is hyper violent action super cool depth of field kind of shit but mm-hmm. the thing that i see about female directors like because they're they look at the world differently like fights to them is not just brute brute force it's angles it's conversation so it's not a full on yeah it's not a full on straight up fight that there's like breaks within the fight where they talk they assess and then they break out mm. so i i really i mean again close out is an Academy Award-winning director, so she knows she her shit. She knows how to get the merit message across. And we've, and we've seen the Flash-type hero so many times already, but we've seen some new stuff here that we haven't seen mm-hmm. before. Like exactly, the yeah. Scenes with um, Icarus spin down the wall, and she's going bang, 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 and then there's a yeah. big, uh, like Sonic. Wood. That was so good. I, I, I like I, the fact where like, Icarus was in the middle and then she just came in from all sides. Bam, 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 bam. That was so good. I, I love it. Yeah. Oh she God, had a good scene. Great. And I, yeah. I like how it turned out where Fastus was able to put his technology to use in the, in the sense that Icarus couldn't even have the power to uh, throw his eye beams out. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was pretty good. I mean... The way the emergence was stopped was uh, how um, Cersei was able to use her powers to kind of change the lay of the land. Instead of the celestial being born, she turned it into a giant glacier, maybe putting it to sleep or maybe killing it. I don't know. In Wikipedia, it says he turned it to marble, but I don't know how accurate that is. Uh, Marble. But but that's that's wiki. We don't know. But yeah, that's the thing. Is like, didn't uh, Arashem the judge towards the end? And I was skipping. Said that like you sacrificed the eternal. Yeah, so uh, he's uh, probably dead, right? They're probably dead. Yeah. 
for these humans. So what he's going to do is he's going to take their memories and see if these humans really are worthy of being alive or... Which is cool, too. It's it's nice of him, right? He didn't like, like, fuck fuck you, you killed the Eternals. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill them. No. Okay, let's assess. (laughs) Come come with me. I'll read your memories and then let's see. And that's the thing that I love about that part is... You can actually see that the scope, the scope we cannot comprehend, and that's what I like. Like, what's what's the use of of demolishing this little tiny planet? I'm just wasting energy. So if mm. it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I'll just I have like five billion more other <laughs> worlds that are about to uh, create more worlds. So it's kind of great. I really true, enjoy it. true. So who were the ones that were captured? Um, it was Cersei. Cersei. Kingo and Sprite, I assume. I don't know if Sprite was. No, no. Oh, Fastos. Three. I think there were three. Fastos. Three, yeah. So the one that was on the ship. On the ship was Makari, Druig, and then. Makari, Druig. No, Sprite stayed. No, no, the only people that were captured was Cersei. Cersei. No, because there was more. They're no, uh, Fastos and Kingo. Fastos and Kingo, the three of them. Were, were taken. Okay. captured? Yeah. There, yeah. W- w- there's a <clears> shot <throat> where he's talking to them and there's three rings. Okay. I just know that Sina, Druig, Makari, and, and Druig are, are, are going, going, going after them or going to find them. Mm-hmm. So Cer- Cersei, Fastos, and Kingo. Of course, I checked online. Where, so their memories are going to be um, evaluated. evaluated. So for final judgment of the humans. So it ends there. But you know, just circling back to what I said earlier. Um, what's the name? Kit, oh, and Kit we, sorry, we skipped one with the sprite. I was like, at first it was. Oh. It was also. I mean, it made sense <laughs> where she stabbed Cersei because. She was in love with Icarus, but she was jealous. Seemed, it still seemed a little like a stretch. But then when you go deeper, it's yeah. not just because he loved Icarus, it's because everything. It's everything. Je- yeah. she, everything. She it's thousands of years of yeah. Like, I, yeah, that's the thing of, of of those any interaction with them could have been justified by they've known each other for thousands of years. Like whether Correct. they helped them out yeah. or not helped them out. They have much more information together than we could ever. So like I because that's what my initial reaction to it's like, oh, that's a turn. That you were living with Cersei because you were both lonely, and then you just stab her a few weeks later. But again, thousands and thousands of years, man. And and she's always in the shadow. You know, she was in love with Icarus as well. But that's not just the main reason. It's everything. Uh, Cersei was loved by the people. They they saw her. People just naturally flocked to her. Whereas for for <clears throat> Um, Sprite, she was still seen as a kid, no matter how old she is. Remember when she was scolding the valet of Kingo? Hey, young man. She calls him young man. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's like, and then I, I thought about it for like a second. I was like, oh yeah, because she lived thousands of years. You know, He's like a speck. Yeah. To, what, to the life that she's lived. And, and for and her, then their specs, you, know, you listen to me. There's specs to Arisham. They are right. They're just. If you they, think about it, exactly. So, um, just a question. There's something so, about as someone who hmm. saw 
do they reference Tiamat in No Way Home? I mean, if it's a big did spoiler, they? did they? I don't think so. No, they don't know. That's a pretty big glacier. <laughs> to be, to That's kind of in out in the Indian Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Ayun. So, before Cersei that was taken by um, Arim, oh, Arisham. I'm forgetting the name. Arisham. Arisham. So, before, before um, she was taken by Arisham, Dane Whitman was supposed to say something. Oh, I just realized, you know, after checking my family history, we're not so... We're not so typical after all. We're not so normal after all. So Love I'm it. hoping, I'm hoping that he's he may not be an eternal, but maybe he has some powers that. Oh, he, he well, he, it's been confirmed. He is already a character he's in a Black the MCU. Knight. The Black Knight. He's the Black Knight, and uh, in the post credit scene, we can discuss once once we get there. But there's two post credit scenes. So, oh, was there? Almost, shit, I stopped it after one. Yeah. Oh, you, and you the first. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the first mid-credits. post-credit scene, the mid-credit scene. I already when I was in the theater, I was like, "Holy fuck, that is dope!" It's Pip. I did not realize that. Not only Pip, but Eros. perfectly casted, perfectly casted Eros. Eros. Per- who 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 can embody sensuality more than Harry Styles? It's the fucking best. Uh, so that was great. I was very happy. I cannot wait for them to explain because like the brother of Thanos. Why is Thanos that looking and you're that looking? I know, so, right? Different does that moms. confirm that? <laughs> why, so is in the comics Thanos is an eternal, right? Is he here? Uh, no, in the comics Thanos was a deviant. Was he deviant? Yeah, she he had the deviant strain. But I think the the thing with with the comics is the the eternal so everything that the celestials create or bear out are eternals but some eternals have the deviant strain like mm. I, I mean that's my understanding but either way they haven't really explicitly this might be like a different um well i i, I want to have them explain why you know uh maybe a stepbrother or something like that right but they said in the movie, Brother of Thanos, right? Brother of Thanos. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Um, I don't know Pip a lot, but I know him from Infinity Gauntlet. He's with yeah, uh, Adam Warlock. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't wait for that. Exciting, exciting. And the, the, get the, to the end post, credit scene. The post credit scene. So, Jay, the post credit mm-hmm. scene is basically uh, Dane Whitman with a, mm-hmm. a case in front of him, the symbol of his family crest. And then when he opens it, there's a Latin phrase that says, uh, basically, death is my reward. And then it's uh, as you open it, it's a rap sword with like bandages that has his blood. Right, Zong? Was it blood? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's like apprehensive and scared. But then as he goes near it, he's about to touch it. Something in the sword is like reacting to him. Like, like... It looked like a symbiote, something like that. Symbiote, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it was like leaning, uh, started to lean him. And as he was about to touch it, we get a voice that says, Are you sure you're ready for that? Are you sure you're ready for that, Mr. Whitman? And the voice is Mahershala Ali. Blade. Blade. Been so that was confirmed. Because like when, when I saw it in the cinema, um, it wasn't confirmed yet whose voice oh, yeah. that was. It took maybe a good two weeks before, like, all right, 
you know, MCU confirms the voice at the post credit team of Turnout is like him Maharsha, Maharsha Ali's Blake. I thought it was Nick Fury. Oh, for me, it was it, that was my first, my first, my first guess, Maharsha Ali, and I didn't, I didn't get spoiled. So, oh my god. But yeah, so that's uh, Eternals. That's uh, Eternals. So good, so good. Uh, let's go for scores. Oh, are we ranking? Oof, yeah. Okay. It's gonna be a a a, a weird. Uh, well, let's go with Jong. Let's go with Jong, since you saw it first. So, again, I really enjoyed this film. I, it's beautifully shot as an origin story. It's actually a solid origin story, hampered by the fact that there's just too many people <laughs> to provide an origin to. You know, it's not only the ten Eternals, but it's the concept of the Celestials, the concept of boring or burying uh, like worlds. Uh, are are in, in uh, uh, inherently incubators for other celestials that will create new worlds. So that's the thing too. It's like it creates life. It creates more life. That's why it's important not to just you look at the the celestials as something that bad. Uh, that is bad because like you know they're making billions Wait. of more worlds. Uh, right. Sorry so, guys. I'll I'll be right back. I have a bit of an emergency upstairs. Go okay, ahead. Uh, so uh, I think what I am going to leave with this is uh, it is a 7.5, right? It has, it maximized or it, 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 it's too long to score higher, but any shorter would have sacrificed the story. Right, so it's 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 this it's this weird spot. Like you can't cut half of the Eternals to give them a little bit more airtime. You can't make a longer movie because it's just going to make it even worse. I, I think it it's just the topic. Like it is what it is. So because of the topic, it, it's hampering them. But then you know it's also what it needs to be. So yeah, I think that's fair. Seven point five is fair. Yeah, I, I like it. About your box, what is your score? I don't know. For me, I just saw it today, but it's it's like an eight to a nine for me. I'm still fuzzy about it, but for now, I'll write it a nine because I really enjoyed it. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll revisit it after a few after I've digested it properly. I'll maybe try to watch I mean, it again. I, I'm looking at you know the 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 scores. It has a very low Rotten Tomato score yeah. of forty seven percent. Metacritic is. 52 but imdb at 6.6 is high so the people that actually appreciate films kind of scores it a little bit higher because like you know it's when you hit seven and you know high sixes in imdb um it's a good score so that's what i'm um and that's what i'm I'm thinking about like oh this is going to be a weird uh uh it's going to be a weird uh uh ranking because this is one of those movies that it gets better the more things around it are built, right? So the next, you know, maybe the next Avenger where Kit Harrington and or uh, Gemma Chan actually joins the Avengers becomes a little bit better. Or, you know, what of the Multiverse of Madness and whatnot, it will, will, will Eternals be a little bit more yeah, yeah, but used there. Think about that. It's also good, like what you said, uh, where they're working on the Multiverse area. But there's also this place where it's mm-hmm. like the whole universe. It's also mm-hmm. big, you know. So it's that that 
kind of gives them a lot of room to play with. So I'm happy. That's the thing. It's like I, I love that they have a lot of room to play with. I just don't know if it'll like it'll resonate with the audience because not all are fans. Like I, I, I realize that a lot of people that will score this low are the ones that. What if they've only seen one or two MCU movies and they don't understand the entirety of the space? They're still not familiar with comic books and whatnot. This is a tough, tough, tough film to understand um but luckily this is the the field that we play in so we we kind of enjoy it a little bit more um True. rj is still um out maybe we should pause the recording a little bit and wait for him to come back okay one second okay rj's back with his right, ranking or rate or score for the eternals well it still feel it still felt a bit long but i did enjoy it two hours and a half was a bit dragging at certain points story-wise uh rich very rich in fact um and i do hope that there still will be an eternals too um looking at my ratings i'll say it's about an 8.5 solid 8.5 not bad not good uh not the best but um hopeful for the next ones Okay. So, yeah, along still along the lines. With that, we've provided you with our rankings of the Eternals. Uh, let us know what you think about Boba Fett, about Peacemaker, about Eternals, or any of the other movies and shows that we've reviewed so far. Um, as an extra, we'd like to remind you that we are on YouTube. Just search Plus 63 HP on the search bar, and you'll find our shows. Every week, we drop three different shows in our channel, in our podcast. Every Tuesday is this show. We review uh, shows, movies, books, video games, everything that uh, would deem to be good for uh, entertainment purposes. On Wednesdays, we post our recording of our very, very first D&D campaign. And on Thursdays, we post uh, reactions to featurettes, trailers, and other snippets of content that will be coming soon. So you'll have a bevy of shows. Uh, feel free to uh, watch any. Uh, they're all in our channel. They're all in any of our podcasts. So please do subscribe, hit that like button, hit that notification button so that you know when we're dropping new tra- uh, new shows. Um, next week, as a reminder, continuing Boba Fett, we'll be discussing episode four. Also, episode four of Peacemaker and our movie of the week will be Ghostbusters Afterlife. Final goodbyes, Jay? Well, um, if you guys haven't seen whatever we've showed today, please do so. You'll enjoy it as well. Shabax? Yeah, we got some good shows, so please uh, catch up on them. You'll enjoy. Uh, Catch up on us. Uh, Don't forget to like and subscribe. Zaddy out. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for watching till the end and we'll see you in the next video. Bye.